Whoa, hello everybody and welcome to episode number 82 of the Fresher and Parland show. I am episode Parland. It's cutting you off there. You're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to say you're fresher. He is yeah, fresher. fresher. You know what we should oh, do? No. Oh yeah. I hear you now. You're you're loud and clear. Louder yeah. than you were before. I'm thinking next time I'll introduce you and then you introduce me. Sure. We can mix it up. I mean, we have mixed it up, mixed it it up in the past, but we've we stayed pretty much on the. Um, I mean, you're you're the announcer. You have the voices. <laughs> but uh, how's uh? It's another week. Episode number eighty two. How's uh? How's your week been, Parliance? It's it's been busy at work, obviously, but uh, Ugh, man, I know. Um, but. Uh, I did watch the presidential debates. Did you watch the presidential debates? I didn't. I watched uh, Stephen Colbert talk about them, but I didn't actually watch them. What did Stephen Col- And by the way, I have not watched one minute of any episode of the new Stephen Colbert. So why don't you tell me? It's really good. I mean, like I've watched, I've probably watched, I'd say about a third of all the episodes that he's done so far. Like I watch it pretty regularly. Wow. Live or like uh, taped? Like live, I just like I play it at eleven thirty-five. It's on TV. It's kind of like my trying to go to bed a little bit more early. So like it's over at like twelve thirty. That's like kind of early for me. And then so you I go to settle bed. Down. You, you settle down by watching some comedy. I feel like yep. Yeah, I feel like we, on the other hand, are here to put you. We are designed to put you to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you're you're on that uh, relaxing bus ride, listening to a podcast, just going to sleep. Don't miss your stop. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about the smooth sounds. <laughs> I like those. Uh, what's the thing where people like freak out about noises or whatever? It's like the ADR. It's some sort of letters. Oh, where they like listen to crinkling papers? Yeah, and yeah. I was like, can do that. Like, <laughs> that's a nice sound. <laughs> what you're hearing is the unwrapping of your soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those are pretty funny. But so, how was the debate? I mean, Colbert. I mean, he has his running. Uh, he has his running gag for the. Um, what is it? It's Hunger Games, but it's like hungry for power games, and he puts on a wig and like takes out some wine and is pretending to be that chick. I've never seen the Hunger Games, but it's that like one like Katniss. I think so, yeah. Interesting. Is he what color is the wig? Is it blonde or blondish it's blonde? Like purple or something. Oh, is oh so he's oh he's being the announcer of the, yeah. the <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth uh what's her face from um oh my gosh I Elizabeth Banks's character. Yeah. Um, it's pretty funny though. Well, here's the thing: I've not watched any of the Republican debates, um, so this was my first this time. Is the first one I heard this was like the least entertaining. It might have been the least entertaining because I was completely unentertained. It's oh. also it was also the first time I've ever watched Fox Business News Channel. <laughs> is that what it was on? It was on the Fox. It was the Fox Business News debate, sponsored by the Wall Street Journal. What? I didn't know that. That's crazy. And uh, it was interesting because it was, as far as I could tell, they were all former CNBC employees. So I don't know if you know. So here's the here's some of my takes. 
Uh, I don't know if you know this, but CNBC did the last debate and all of the Republican uh, candidates had a hissy fit because they didn't, they felt that they were being given unanswered questions. So yeah. Fox Business News was kind of like, and this is all about the candidate. They kept saying it over and over again. It's not about <laughs> us. It's about the candidates. It's about the candidates. And they, you know, and, um, and I, I'll tell you, I, I missed the first. Uh, probably thirty minutes of it because I, you know, everything starts here early. I think it started at um, yeah, maybe like six here, and obviously I don't get home by six, so I think I missed like the first forty. If it wasn't six, it was seven. I can't remember exactly, so I missed the first chunk of it. So I caught it in the middle, and uh, boy, uh, the whole time I was kind of like confused um, because no, no can like all right so my opinion after watching the debate as you know not a republican and having no interest in voting for any of these people um to me marco rubio came off as the most kind of uh electable that would be my opinion which one is that uh look him up marco rubio he's like a young uh i think I mean, like what's his characteristic thing cuz cuz there's jeb and then there's like you know like Make America Great Again or something like they all have their. I their don't. Things. I don't know uh, what he um, his his sl- his slogan is. I'll see if I could get a picture of him uh, to show you. Um, yeah, it's uh, here. Let me see if I could get this up for you. It's uh, let's see here. Should do this, do this, and do that. And that, my friend, is Marco Rubio. That guy right there. Does that look familiar? No, he looks like he's from like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, he has that feeling, and I think maybe that's why I think he's probably more electable. Actually, I don't know. I can't. It looks like he's from a made-for-TV movie. Yeah, I'm not really sure. He's not. He, the thing is, he just he didn't sound stupid. Is I guess what I'm trying to get at. He didn't sound stupid, and yeah. uh, but I mean, he didn't sound smart either. But he seemed like coherent. I don't think his plans were any any thing good there i didn't feel there were anything talked i don't think anyone talked about anything of substance how about that yeah i think that's what uh that's what they were saying is this is one of like the boringest ones also trump he like didn't like do anything he didn't attack anyone which was i i came for a trump show but i guess you know i know i feel like that's the whole thing of it is like it was always a trump show but he's like laying low more yeah um so uh, and Ben, so my here's my take. It's like Fox Business News was like being all about it's all about the candidate, and then uh, Ben Carson, who apparently like had some sort of like he's rising in the polls. I, I'll be honest, I yeah. watched ben, he was the worst of all the. He, Wait, is that that's the brain surgeon guy, right? He's yeah, the doctor who said that the pyramids are stored used for yeah, brain. That gets yeah, that guy's crazy, dude. Seriously, but here's the thing: he he's not energetic. And he talks really slow, and he's like this. Hi, I'm Ben Carson. He's like the second runner-up, though, right? He's, lead, he, he's leading the polls, I think. But he talks like this. He's like, I find it very interesting. Oh. He's like talks really slow. And then he had that whole thing recently about like he's saying that the media is attacking him more than they have attacked anyone else in any can like candidacy like you know history and stuff. 
I don't know about that, but uh, apparently he did align himself with some sort of uh, pharmaceutical, not pharma supplement com company. And they're yeah. like, and, he, and, he, and they're like, the questions were like, he's like, have you ever been endorsed by by this supplement country? He's like, I have never been endorsed by a supplement country. And he's like, I've been paid to speaking. And they're like, sir, your picture was on the website with the slogan that showed. Yeah. And he's, he's like, I didn't get paid for that. I didn't get paid for that. People do speaking engagements all the time. He's like, I take the supplements and they're good but i don't endorse i don't actually get paid to endorse them um but and so afterwards i was like uh, you know i'm i'm you know my wife's sitting next to me i'm like god he's the like this is these are every single thing i said I, everything i was like that was terrible that was terrible this was terrible this was terrible and then it goes to the commentary afterwards yeah right? you know like the Fox Business News people, the talking heads are talking, and everything I said was terrible. They were like, "That was amazing." Ben Carson really won this debate. He came out, and I'm like, "Ben Carson didn't do anything. He didn't win anything. That was terrible." So it's very clear to me that any of the front runners in the Republican, like, it's hard to believe that any of those candidates that are right now, which is either Trump or Ben Carson or any of these people. Um, it's, would are even going to come? They're not going to be the nominee. It's going to be. It may not be Jeb Bush, but it could likely be Marco Rubio. That's what I think. Or maybe Ted Cruz. So I, I read too, or maybe it wasn't in the debate, but they had that whole thing like, if you could go back in time and like kill, kill Hitler's baby, baby. Hitler. Yeah, would you abort? Would you, no, that was. I think I don't know who said that, but it was like. Would but you then they all had to answer it, and like they all had like crazy answers. So it was. I think Jeb like was the one who said, "Hell yeah." <laughs> oh, and then they, I think that they asked um, the brain surgeon one. I forgot his name again. What's his name? Ben Carson. Yeah, Ben Carson. I think they asked him if he would like abort the uh, baby um, Hitler, and he said he wouldn't. But then, uh, Stephen Colbert had a good one for, um, for like, not killing baby Hitler because he said he'd he'd give baby Hitler a good raising and be sure that he was you know had family support and was loved and stuff. But then as soon as he's a teenager, if he pulls any shit, stab him in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> here I'm gonna, here I'm gonna be a Republican right now. Okay, okay. Um, I'm the, yeah. Okay. Just hey, look. You can't. You can't kill a baby in the womb. You can't. Okay. <laughs> Hitler is a baby in the womb. All right. And I'm just telling you right now. Babies are important. Families are important. The thing we lack in this government is the idea of a strong family unit. A strong family. You can't teach family values. This big government. They're doling out this. Doling out that. Doling out this. <laughs> What we need is to show that families are the most important you, thing. You need like a more preachy voice. That's more of a like genuine voice. Well, I mean, these people are trying to be genuine. Like I know, but like for for your oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. So you're like, like you, need, you need to like use your um televangelist voice. Let me tell you, sir. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. <laughs> Family unit. <laughs> Family unit, my friend. Family units are very important. <laughs> now you're like Colonel Sanders, basically. <laughs> Hitler had very artistic, artistic virtues. He could be. He could have been the next Renoir. He could have been a Picasso. I don't know what I am right now, but it's certainly not. 
Yeah, but uh, anyway, I just wanted to point out that uh, it was boring as shit. Everything was <laughs> it was so terrible. And uh, and isn't that, and, is that the last one? When is no, when they actually pick the people who are going to run? Anyways, that's all two, 2016, man. That's man, all this far. I know they just keep talking and talking and talking. Here's what's going to happen. It's not going to be people. It's not like they they're just going to talk themselves to death. Is pretty much what's going to happen. And then whoever's left standing at the end of these debates is going to be the candidates that will actually compete. Um, But uh, I wanted uh, um, I watched the Donald Trump SNL on Saturday last week. And did you think it was funny? Uh, They they had some okay skits, but uh, Donald Trump was like he didn't do anything. His like uh, he played like the laser harp. That was a dumb skit. All the skits that involved him were super dumb. And by the way, speaking of which, I was proven correct. Did you know that they had to limit the amount of time that they put Donald Trump on there, even though he was the host? They limited to him to twelve minutes and three, uh, twelve minutes and three seconds of airtime. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that from the thing. And then they give all of the other ones one week to claim their twelve minutes. Exactly. I heard that they did that from the same article for uh, Hillary Clinton when she was on the show the other week, also because she was on for three minutes. And so they had to like open it up for other candidates to be able to have three minutes of airtime on NBC. So that and that's why. So that's why they limited to him because they didn't want. Now they have to put twelve minutes of Marco Rubio, Mike Huckabee. Well, no, they don't have to Huck, do all of them. Mike they Huckabee. just have to give them the chance to do it. No, they have to if they if they can show that they're a valid, a legitimate candidate. Yeah. They have to put. They have to put them on air. No, they give them the chance. They have one week to claim their spot on air. Yeah, no, 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 no. They have to put them on air if they're a legitimate candidate. That, read the article. Well, yeah, no, if they, if they like, take the chance. Right, well, no, they if have to... If one of those yeah. candidates decides, like, nah, I don't want to be on there, they can do that. Right, well, that's the thing. If they prove themselves to be a legitimate candidate, then they, NBC has... and they Yeah, NBC has to, to let them have that amount of time. Exactly, but if they you don't... Know, come up, time frame... That's right, exactly. They have one week to claim their 12 minutes. Yeah, I'll read the rules here. Here's the deal on the rule that is often misinterpreted because it's just so complicated. The equal access rule applies only when the FCC licensed broadcast station allows a candidate to appear on the air. After Sunday's telecast of SNL, Trump's opponents have seven days to ask for equal opportunity from NBC affiliates in states where they are legally recognized as a candidate and have campaigned heavily. Since it's still early in the campaign, the re- this really only applies to NBC stations in New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Iowa. Yeah. So it's only on the stations in the places where they've campaigned, and it's only for 12 minutes and three seconds. How about that? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, repercussions of having the Donald on air now. I know. I mean, I'd, I want to see what the other... They don't have to have any prime spots. They just have to be on the air. That's right. So uh, there's a bunch of big, fresher news. Okay? Oh, well, there's a couple. No, no, no. First off, yesterday you came to me and you said, Parlance, <laughs> what is the definition of sexting? It's true, because I was... Uh... I was talking about it with my friend of the show, Graham, and uh, he had a different view of it than I did. Oh, speaking of which, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at Fresh and Par. Why don't you tell us what you think the definition of sexting is? Hashtag FAPTime. Also, (laughs) 
<laughs> exactly. Um, we're available on Facebook. I see Tom Brew has already criticized our talking about the debate on Facebook. Um, but and uh, I see uh, Todd Wheeler has already liked our post on uh, on the Facebook as well, and uh, came over to us this week and gave us notes about an episode from two weeks ago. So um, anyway, so we're, getting, we're getting some. Uh, we're loving the feedback, guys. Enough of the promotional things at Fresh and Par on Twitter. We're gonna uh, be. I mean, as we've said, like over the last year and a half or however long, we're gonna be updating the website more too. So you should check out freshandparlance.com. And uh, pretty soon, that's where we're going to probably do a lot of our uh, links to stories that we talk about and things like that, hopefully. Yeah, no, we're going to do that. We got to be, we, we, we are going to shake the laziness tree until it bears the fruit of, Con- of what? What were you going to say? Content. I was, I was going to say, uh, I was trying to think of the word of being a good, uh, like actually doing stuff. Like what's that called? A go- a hu- yeah, we're going to, we're going to shake the tree until hustle fruit grows. Huckle fruit? Hustle. Oh, a, a full fruit. Hustle. Like, hustle. Well, Show hustle some hustle. Fruit. Like, like, hustle. I like yeah. that. You know, hustle. Oh, <laughs> hustle fruit. Oh. That's more of a shaking tree. That's like a Conan thing. Oh. I know, yeah. All right. I, got a, I got a Conan video queued up right now that I saw while I was checking our uh, YouTube page for comments, which are disabled for some reason. I don't know why. Is and... it a checkbox? Because <laughs> so you anyway, disabled them, maybe. I disabled what? Comments on the YouTube video. Hmm. I didn't do anything of the sort. Anyway, I digress. Back to sexting. Sexting, man. Yeah, sexting. You were saying. So, I was saying, I think that sexting is talking about sex on texts on your phone, basically. That's why it's sexting. But. Uh, Graham said that he thinks that it's explicitly pictures, naked pictures sent over text messages. So, like, you like it's not really considered sexting unless there's pictures involved, which I disagree with. But I mean, I don't know. He says that's like the popular, like, that's if someone said, like, oh, yeah, I was sexting this chick, and then like there's no pictures involved, it would be like, oh, that's not sexting. But I don't know. I think the sex thing is just talking about sex stuff. I agree. And I'm going to re- refer to the authoritative source on sexting, Cosmopolitan magazine. Did, Cosmo. they, did they have a definition? No, so but they have... I don't think that that's... An, so it's it's whatever the kids do, really. I mean, that's the definition is whatever the kids do. So well, that's why I, I thought maybe like the... Um, the And I know it does involve both, but it's like the argument is whether... The primary definition is the text part or the picture part. That's really what the debate is. Um, well, here, here's what Cosmopolitan. I'm go- This is the go-to because this is a Cosmopolitan.com article called "10 Things Guys Really Want You to Sext." Okay, just so you know. Number one, boobs. What? Boobs. Wait, what? How is that's what sexting means? Boobs. No, this is their what they're saying. Guy, this is what guys really want from their sex, which I think will ultimately answer what sexting is. Boobs, and they say if your mission is to sex, you can't go wrong with nudity. Guys like full body shots, but if you can't be bothered to go through the hassle on an iPhone boudoir shot, or just don't want your face on any pics, just in case hackers or the NSA or your keepers, keepy roommates snoop around. 
close-ups are good too. I mean, not too close up. It should be like a picture of your boobs. Okay. So the picture is the first thing. That's the first thing. Number two, boobs, col- uh, comma, covered. To be fair, sometimes the suggestion of nudity could just be as exciting. So choosing to place objects or your hands could get him all riled up. Number three, detailed, descriptive messages about what you want to do to him. And by detailed and descriptive, I don't mean diagrams. Use lots of adjectives like wet and hard and talk a lot in detail as if you were explaining it to someone who's never had sex before. Also throw in something about moaning. <laughs> That's a cool coaching. Yeah, you know, just explain sex like you never had sex before. Like you explained <laughs> as you had sex before. And if you still don't know what to do, here's a Mad Lib. <laughs> Person's name, I need your adjective body part in my adjective body part. I can't wait for you to make me moan like a blank animal. Oh my gosh. I don't know why that app hasn't... Why is there not a... um? Mad Libs chat app that like messages like you just fill it out and then it messages the person with a random Mad Lib that you don't know what it's going to be. We could do and this could be themed. It could be just like I, <laughs> I want to hit be random. I know. Like, oh. So you go in the app, it takes over your text thing, and then you pick who you want to send it to. You fill out the Mad Lib thing, and then it sends it to them, and you don't know what it was about. No, I don't. I, here's what I think. I think it should be. Hey, like it would should be theme. Like, hey, do you want to come over tonight? And then that's a theme. And then just says adjective, verb, adjective, adjective, adjective. You put that all together, and then you never see what it was. And then it sends it off, and then it tells them in some way, shape, or form, hey, do you want to come over tonight or whatever. Like, like there's a bunch of different things. I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, that's like more. I want like a more fun one and not practical. That sounds more practical. Okay. Well, I mean, look. We're just we're just spitballing here. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Spitballing apps. Speaking By of, the way, you know, speaking of spitballing, Tom thinks that Graham is right. Hold on. Well, guess what? Cosmo thinks Tom is wrong because it's no. Says Cosmo here. thinks he's right because it said pictures first. I mean, clearly both are involved. Well, no. How about this? A fit number four, a fantasy or sex dream you just had. Just letting him know you're turned on and will turn him on. First off, this implies people have sex dreams all the time. I just tell you, I barely remember my dreams, and the ones I do aren't sexy. Number five. <laughs> and when I do. Tell him you just masturbated. Yeah, nothing turns me on more than a woman just telling me they masturbated. Boo-hoo. Terrible. That's stupid. <laughs> Number six. Any text-only sex uh, only only sex at an inappropriate time. What? Any text? Does it, does it mention anything about the, um, about the uh, eggplant emoji? <laughs> no. Oh, first off, it says here, I see, I get that. Any text only sex at an inappropriate time. So if they're in a super important meeting, send them a, a text only sex is what they're saying. That's because it's super wrong to have a boner in the accounting meeting. All right. Number seven, a snap. <laughs> a snap so text only sex. Yeah. A snap. Sh- no, but a text only sex in an inappropriate time is what this is what they're saying. There's like, don't send a picture because you don't want people to see that. But if you send a weird one when they're like in a very important meeting, then he's going to get a boner in that important meeting. And that's funny. Number seven, a snap, a Snapchat doodle. Okay. Whatever. Number eight. I don't even know what a Snapchat doodle is. It sounds like a, a, a like a, like a cheese snack. And then number eight. <laughs> it does sound like a cheese. I want a Snapchat doodle. <laughs> um, 
a date night plan with sex included. That's not even like that's not a sext. I disagree with they, they they just totally like ruined their credibility right they're there. They're running on it. They're running on an ideas. This should have been seven. Number yeah. nine, send him a porn clip or pic and let him know that's what you want to do with him later. That's also stupid. These are getting dumb. And then number ten, anything not involving emojis. Trust me, this is solid advice. There are very few ways to screw up a sex emojis are one of them what i totally think that that is not a good source well anyways also tom says uh i'm off base and no eye patch so i will put on my uh eye patch that i crafted last show even though it's really hard to see with one eye as uh as i pointed out last week (laughs) i'll do it for the viewers i'm i'm fully patched by the way now i got my patch on so there you go eye patch um so anyway you think sexting i think sexting could be anything i guess if you're only relying on images i think you're limiting yourself yeah i mean i just i feel like the images are like different i mean like they're still sexting but it's like not that's just sending naked pictures like i guess that's the word for it i don't know it's both but i was surprised that like it was definitely the pictures i feel like the pictures are a sub thing but maybe they're even or leaning towards the picture, I guess. So that was a long and drawn out way to waste 10 minutes on a show. But I'm going to speak of another long and drawn out thing. This next week, everyone, Fresher. That's right. Fresher is going to live up to something he talked about on the show when we were talking about a torture playlist. He said he could listen to nonstop straight. Who let the dogs out as he flew across the country from Seattle to New York? I do believe I can still do that. But it's going to be on the way back because uh, I'm going to set some ground rules so I can like, you know, definitively say that I did. I also decided that I am going to bring a piece of paper with all the lyrics on it. And so I can practice and also be productive in this and have it be one of my karaoke go-to songs. (laughs) I don't even think you need, do you think you need to um, like, you don't think you could get all of the lyrics? No, I don't think so. So are you going to say woof, 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 woof? Or are you going to say who, 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 who? Well, according to many sites, it's woof, like a dog. It's not woof. It's who. I feel like we need to get the band in on this. As a matter of fact, maybe. I also also wonder if it's not even the sound that the dogs are making, but they're asking who did it. Because it's who let the dogs out. Who, 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 who? You know what? Could we tweet at them right now? Could we tweet at them right now? <laughs> oh, that's another part. Another part of my Who Let the Dogs Out listen-a-thon is I'm thinking of paying for the on-flight Wi-Fi, and so I can live-tweet my thoughts on uh, listening to the song several hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's not several hundred. It's actually it's not hundred. So... <laughs> I'm going to see if the Baja men have a Twitter account right now. I don't think that they're going to like reply right away, but if we did get a reply, we'd post it. I mean, it'd be on our Twitter, but we'd post it on our website too. Cause that's, that would be exciting. But yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to execute on that. I think on the way back and it should, it should be, I could do it. I'm, I'm like kind of excited. It's not like a, like, I think Who Let the Dogs Out is a pretty good song. Especially, listen, we listen to it a lot at work because we've been judging everything 
compared to who let the dogs out and like even though it's set as like a low song like it's pretty good i can listen to that song it has a good bass line the choruses it's like super rasta i like it but um yeah that's and then also this week i uh hosted a three-year-old birthday party at my house which was pretty fun happy birthday hunter she turned three years old and uh yeah it was pretty cool i set up my uh projector and they had a playlist of their favorite songs uh youtube playlist that worked really well over chromecast so like i just played it was like 50 songs and like as a visual just had it on the wall it's all skewed and stuff but it looks kind of cool for the crowd and you know distracted the kids kept them busy but i yeah it was it's pretty fun we did some barbecuing i think that was like most of the stuff that i did this previous seven days but yeah, so are, did you find their uh, did you find their account, Mister Parlance? Yes, I wrote at Baja Men. Is it woof 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 woof? Who 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 who? Yeah. Or woo 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 woo? Question mark. Hashtag solve our problems. Thanks for the hits. We love you. You didn't wait from you didn't put like hashtag fap time. I guess. <laughs> well, it's from us, Fresher and Barland. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we've reached out to them. Uh, inquiring minds want to know. So, we'll see if they get back to us or not. Yeah. I mean, we probably could, like, yeah, well, it's a definitive source, like, asked directly. But um, so moving on, like, we've just got through, uh, oh, yeah, the big time storm. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that your power might go out uh, mid show. Well, it's already made, we're in the mid show right now. We're literally in the middle of the show. This is yeah. exactly mid show, actually. Yeah. But, audience, if uh, our show abruptly ends, you know why? It's because of weather troubles. Yep. <laughs> um, so, speaking of uh, trouble, uh, did you happen to see the the latest curling federation? Uh, oh, with the grooms. That's been all the rage. Let me just tell you, people in Canada are literally a buzz. They don't know what to do. They had to ban these things. This story is sweeping the nation. Not our oh. nation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you something. The 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 teams that are 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 uh are using these brooms are literally cleaning up. Oh man. Too much so <laughs> so yeah, I did see I saw that like only from your post because like hashtag not news. <laughs> no, I think it's funny because it, it says here, um, the issue is a piece of fabric that attaches to the broom curlers use to help guide their heavy granite stones down the ice toward the target, where the goal is to land your stones close, uh, closer to the center than your opponents. In place of the smooth fabric head that has become the norm in the past two decades, the new technology uses a fabric that feels rough to the touch, known colloquially as directional fabric. Curlers claim these brooms... Heads could sweep some of the skills currently needed to be a top-level athlete in the sport, including strength, endurance, and the ability to accurately aim the stone right out of the sport because it makes guiding the stone so much easier when correcting major errors. But the funny thing is, is that it's they had to create a gentleman's agreement. <laughs> yeah, it's not an official rule. It's just like, yeah. we're not going to use those until we figure something out about it. So it's only been banned in one tournament. Okay, but then it says, in the meantime, athletes will continue to police themselves. Last month, more than 40 men's and women's elite teams signed an armistice authored by Thiessen, who's the guy who's complaining about this, 
promising not to use the new brooms in competitive play, including Olympic qualifying events. While most curlers are confident their fellow athletes will hold this, quote, gentleman's agreement, they don't see it as a viable long-term solution. Let me just tell you something. This is the first, last, and only curling controversy ever to grace the ice. <laughs> Right. And like, does any other sport ever do that? Say like, not an official rule, but just decide not to use stuff. I mean, like, that seems like, like, just use it. I mean, you're in there to win. Like what? Like, it's not against the rules. You should usually push the rules. It's like that's sports, you know? You know what Bill Belichick would do? What would he do? He would use the fucking brooms. That's what he would do. I mean, it's just an advantage. Like, they should like have like scientists making new materials to make better brooms. Seriously, I mean, there should like be they need to like up their technology game or make new rules. I mean, because that's just that's just ridiculous. It sounds stupid. They just added some coarseness to the fabric. Like this needed to be waited thirty years, like thirty years to just like, hey, you know what? If we add a little coarseness to the fabric, it'll create more friction and melt the ice better. Like who didn't <laughs> like they couldn't think of that. I know. Yeah, they were like. Yeah, that's, that's another reason <laughs> curling is not, it shouldn't I, be a sport. You know what? The one thing that I find most abhorrent about this entire article, referring to any of these people as athletes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it looks hard. Oh, no, here's the thing. They're not athletes. I don't care what you say. Hard, like, you know what's hard also? Math. Do you know what people aren't called when they're good at math? Math. Athletes. That and you know what? That's not an athlete. It's a mathlete. <laughs> that is true. You know what? When, when people is like when the, a person's really good at bowling. I wonder where could you where could you go to curl around here? I think it a, would be kind of fun to play. There's a curling club actually here. In the, just a in, club? I mean, can you just go and do it, or do you need to be in a club? No, you could. Uh, they have open days, I believe. That would, I would, we should do that sometime. I think corporate events. They, I, I feel like every single company at some point, one shape, one at one time or another here in this area will eventually do a curling out. I've never heard of that. I never even thought of it till right this moment. Yeah, I'll, if they have an open night, I'll, I'll more than happy. Look, I've played badminton. I've played table tennis. I've gone to all these places where people take it way more seriously than I do. I mean, badminton is like cool. Well, what are you saying? Curling isn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> badminton is way more cool than curling. Uh, badminton is way more cool. And you know what those people are? Athletes? Damn straight they are. That's hard, dude. It is hard. Do you know what? It's the, 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 the shuttlecock. That comes, shuttlecock, man. Yeah, when it comes off the racket, it's, at the, it's faster than even like any other racket sport in the world. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's recoculous. You know what else is ridiculous? $55,000 headphones that, that were just re uh, released by scientists. Well, how do you say this? Uh, re released by scientists. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you say it, but it is cool. It's like these headphones that are 55000 They're like, uh, they use eight tubes because they have a preamp on them because they use a different... Um, like element technology than regular uh, headphones. So they need high voltage. So it has its own amp. So it comes with the whole case, but to cut down on like noise on the tubes, it's made out of a solid brick of marble. And then like all the stuff, like when you turn it on, like, like protrudes out of it, like all magically like, but uh, the guy, I, apparently they sound super amazing.
they, they sound so good that if you were to listen to like the latest, uh, like if you were to listen to Baja Men's Who Let the Dogs Out, it's very likely you would suffocate because you would not be able to breathe because the 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 sonic waves coming into your brain would see would cause your lungs to spasm and not intake. I air. mean that song is already amazing, so yeah, I can't even imagine. I know. Just imagine it with $55,000 headphones. I certainly can't. Can you, you know, pressure? Be buying that set of headphones, though? A professional curler? Uh, well, yeah, for sure. But also, the woman who didn't win $8 million on, <laughs> <laughs> on a slot machine <laughs> in Oregon, was it? It was in Oregon. By the way, that is the best transition you've ever done. I, know, yeah. I was I was looking for him. I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> but yeah, this woman, that's the worst. How is that? That's so stupid. Why don't you explain? Since you brought it up, you got to explain the story. That's the rule. All right. So this woman in Oregon was playing on a slot machine, and she won an $8 million jackpot. And so she printed out the ticket, and you know, of course, of course, you'd be pumped, right? I mean, eight million dollars, and the casino, like, as soon as she tried to like, you know, claim it or whatever, they said that the machine malfunctioned and proceeded to take her winning ticket and just give her eighty dollars. No, this is the best part. They shut off the machine, took it away, printed out a ticket, and gave me eighty bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, are, they just say that it malfunctions when you win. Like, what's how did they call that's they need to pay that like she said she's getting a lawyer but like yeah i mean i hope that she wins that because that's just stupid i i love the last part of this article's casino ceo john setterstrom who has been with the casino since before it opened in 1995 told k k o i n6 news that that this is this has never happened before he said it is he's working to get answers from the manufacturer and wants to keep castillo as a customer and when i read this this is what i read before this has never happened before, parentheses. These things are never, no one's ever supposed to win on these things, and <laughs> parentheses. So like, oh, one clearly it malfunctions. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. They like need to pay that. That's just ridiculous. Here's what I think happened. Like the machine, when it was like, you know, like the bells are ringing and stuff. Yeah. They're like Bill. Bill, we got a winner over, and we got a winner over in, in row eight. Row eight, you got to get over there fast. So they get over there, like, and the, the Bill looks at, he shakes his head, he's like, "That's not right." And literally, they were like, "Lady, look over there." She like looks over there. Sandra's coming over with your ticket. So yeah. She looks over to Sandra. The next thing she looks, there's a guy with a push cart, like wheeling away the the, the slot. I know the, the machine that she just as, won on. As it's yeah. still as it's still spinning and blinking and everything, and they're like <laughs> rolling it away. Yeah, that's I would be so pissed. I I would not be able to even walk away from that. Like the picture of the winner. I wonder how much she like fought it at the time, you know, cuz that'd be stupid. I don't even know what you like what would you do? Like you're just like I couldn't even you probably shell shot. I, I know, but then like yeah, I she I I want to see I want to follow the story. I I'm gonna try to like remember to do a follow up on this to see what happens if it's like in the the news. I don't know how I could find it any other way, but <laughs> I, I love the picture of the sad winner. Um, I know, he, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, poor poor lady, poor lady, poor lady. You know who else is a loser? Shia LaBeouf. Oh my gosh, he was watching those movies and lives lives. 
live streaming himself watching movies. So I don't know if people know this, but uh, last starting two three days ago, Shia LaBeouf watched every single of his movies for three days straight. This is not like a nine to five situation. It was a twenty four hour situation. Oh, I didn't know it was twenty four hours. It was a twenty four hour situation, and what we were watching fresher when we did it was the last actual movie. That was on oh, the well, screen. Oh, Because he so was, he, like, full on falling asleep. It was, was just, like, a live video of him, like, in the movie seat, like, scooching around. And, like, his eyes, like, totally, like, kind of... <laughs> he had already been awake for three hour, three days straight at that point. Did, what were we eating and stuff? Did the show just show him eat? Well, I don't know if you saw this, but I... I yeah, he was eating popcorn and... Uh, I, I can't I, survive I, three days on popcorn. He also had milk duds and soda. That's it? He didn't, like, eat food food? I think people brought him food, yeah, but he... I, I don't know what... Did they show him eating the food that they brought him? Well, I, I put a gift today on one of the our internal sites of someone giving him milk duds. I don't know if you saw that <laughs> gift. <laughs> we need to use that as the... So we're going to try to post all of our stories as posts now, and that should be the image on our post of this story. <laughs> I'll see if I can find... <laughs> I mean, it's a good idea, though. I like, I like his, uh, I like his dedication. Well, it was a performance art piece, apparently, and um, and so here I, I, I was looking at the uh, the rundown. So it started with his most recent movies, all the way to his first movies, and um, I didn't. I I was looking through it, and it seems like. And oh, by the way, it was free to the public. It was in New York City. It was at the Angelica Film Center. Oh, it was free for people to go. Yeah, if the, if the theater was full, though, they so you had to wait until someone left, and then you could go in. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why I was wondering, like, was there, like, a line or anything then? I I don't know much about the crowds for this thing, but uh, um, so the, it started at 12 p.m. on Tuesday at noon, 11.10, uh, and it ended at 11.12 at 6.35, which is right when we eventually saw it. Yeah. Um, so the first movie was Man Down, then Fury, then Nymphomaniac Volume 1, then Nymphomaniac Volume 2, then Charlie Countryman, then Keeping Your Keep, Lawless. Of those, I know one of those movies. I don't know what Man Down is. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you, though, uh, it gets better because Wednesday had a much better – this was like more famous, famous Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Transformers, Dark, Dark of the Moon, Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, Eagle Eye, New York, I Love You, Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Transformers, Surf's Up, Disturbia. I like Disturbia, actually. Bobby, Guide to Recognize... Bobby's actually pretty good, too. He has a very small role. It's not a big role. Um, Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Not sure what that one is, but uh, Greatest Game Ever Played. Really like that movie. It's a golf movie. Um, I did not... And, and then the last day is you get to his like earliest films. I, some of these I didn't even realize he was in. Constantine had no idea. I Robot like have major parts or anything? Probably not. I think they're like lower, like like yeah, probably not. Battle of Shaker Heights, Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle. Like what was he in Charlie's Angels, Full Throttle? <laughs> like an extra? Yeah, Dumb and Dumberer. When Harry met Lloyd, that was like the like spinoff one with different characters that played I didn't it. Know that. Yeah, and I didn't know that movie existed. Yeah, that's the one. That was the sequel that didn't feature the actors. Um, Evan Stevens movie. What is that? Who knows? Holes, uh, monkey business, Christmas path, 
uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, and then End. I don't know if End was a movie or not, but that's maybe that's just the end. Um, <laughs> Did he like stand up and say anything at the end? Or I have no idea. It's very curious. This guy's a very interesting guy. This Shia LaBeouf. He definitely. Did you know he for the movie Fury? He actually had a tooth removed so he could be like professionally, so he could so his character would have a missing tooth. No way. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's he gets into it. He's really and then into he put it. it. Back. Then he got a fake tooth to put in there that he could pull out at any time. I guess that's kind of cool. He's yeah, he's an interesting guy. I I kind of like his uh, zaniness. I like I like zany characters. But in this case, his life and his movie, he is a character. You know what I'm saying? Like it's hard to separate the two. Wait, who's his? Uh, is he who's he married to or like whatever? I don't think he's married to anybody. No. 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 Does he like? He doesn't have some sort of like actor dramas. Nope, nope. Hey, did you know there was an earthquake in northern Snohomish County at eight forty one p.m. tonight? Today? Yep. That's like. Where is that? It's just uh, north of the the Seattle area. How uh, big was it? Two point eight. Oh, that's pretty small. I don't know. I hope it's not like a pre tremor. I don't know. It was. It, I hope not. I hope not. It's two point eight. It's pretty small, though. Yeah. Um. Just so you know, in the Baja Man Watch tweet, tweet Watch, they have yet to get back to us. They have yet to. Get oh back. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Thanks. Thanks for the update. Yeah. I don't think I bet they're not that active on Twitter. I bet they're I not going to. Are they like in the U.S.? Uh, according to their Twitter feed, they are. They are from Nassau, Bahamas. The Bahamas. And, yeah, and they joined on April 2009, and their website goes to myspace.com slash Baja Men Music. <laughs> Was MySpace still a thing in 2009? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but the last tweet that they had was June 28, 2012. All right. I don't know if they're going to get back, but I like that we tweeted them. Well, we'll keep track of that. That's another one to keep track of. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. So another uh, in other news... I was excited that uh, T-Mobile is making video streaming free for a bunch of providers, but disappointingly not YouTube. They didn't like make a deal with YouTube. But so you can watch your Netflix and like uh, uh, Vimeo and like, I don't know, other music, other streaming things. Oh yeah, like Prime, I think too. If you have a T-Mobile data plan, you can just watch as much as you want and like it won't go against your data limits. I thought that was pretty cool because I, I have think, T-Mobile. So I think it's pretty cool too. I think uh, though, is this going to drive people to like lower their their um, their plan, their data plan, since most of these things are going to be start like getting included in the? I know in- they actually all also doubled all of their data plans, so the same price you get twice the data. Oh really? Yeah, but I think the the controversial part of this, which people have brought up, that this kind of goes against net neutrality because they're having preferable traffic to specific providers that meet their, they said they meet the technical requirements because that's why YouTube didn't like meet their technical requirements yet to be streamed for free. And so if there was some sort of thir- third party person who wanted to start their own streaming video service, they would have less chance of getting views than like someone who already has this deal. So like that's like preferable traffic. So they're not 
they're not like adhering to net neutrality by doing this, even though at this point it's better for the consumer. Or is it free up their their bandwidth space to explore more content that's outside of the free stuff? What? You know oh. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So like, well, people... I mean, like, that's an argument, but still, it's like the main point is that they're not treating all traffic the same, which is what net neutrality is about. There's preferable traffic. I think that's a bullshit argument because it's like essentially what you're getting. Oh, I said essentially. Gosh darn it. What? I just said essentially again. Do um, you get to <laughs> what you're getting at is is a a place where you're paying for data, but you're getting some free data with it. Like so, they're partnering with a bunch of places that allow you to um, not go against your bandwidth, which is. But good. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just the opposite direction, so it looks better. But then it sets precedence. I mean, it's the same thing as like. Netflix having to pay Comcast to not get blocked. It's just Ooh. like they're paying their pay, I mean I don't know if they're paying or not, but there's like they have a deal with like T-Mobile to like have free video. Like that's oh. a promotion for those video services. Do you think Netflix is paying for this thing or do you think or do you no, think No, I mean I don't think so, but it's not I mean I think that it is good for consumers at this point, but it, like they can totally turn around and use this as an example of like, well, it's good for consumers. And then they can like immediately start charging people more or companies more to like have preferential like data, like data stuff, you know, you need to make a contract to be able to like get into our free service or like maybe there's going to be three types of like Wi-Fi. There's going to be the one that gets half charged, full charged, and then like the free ones, you know what I mean? Yeah, I got it. Like that's it's just like it is good for now. I mean, it's cool like yeah, free video. And it's uh mixing up because also Comcast I think I mentioned another ones has just adding new data caps for all of their home internet, which basically makes it so you can't be like a cable cutter, a cord cutter because like if you decided that you don't want ca uh Comcast cable anymore, then uh there it's like a 300 gig per month or something limit and so then like if you're watching only hulu and youtube and netflix and all that you're probably going to go over the 300 gigs for sure so then like they're basically like limiting your options for not having their tv service right i mean yeah that's kind of shitty for sure yeah it's yeah but anyways it's interesting so um in other features on electronic gadgetry uh, today just announced the game list uh, for the Xbox One backward compatibility of the 360 games. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Um, I think it's really cool. I think it's a big time game change for I that. I think the main difference. I mean, I didn't look into it, everything about it, but I think the main difference on this one, like they were saying, it's because they released it mid life cycle, and so basically makes it worth buying now over the other consoles because it's reverse compatible. But I think it's cool that um, you can use the old discs because that was a thing with like uh, Nintendo and all of the other ones. Like you could play old games, but you basically had to rebuy them in whatever game market they had. Right. Right. Well, I think you have to maybe have the disc and then load it onto your machine, much like you do with the Xbox One games, where you load it onto your machine and then you just put the thing in your tray. I'm not 100% certain if it's actually reading the disc live or not. I haven't tried it yet. But, but I mean, still, like on on. Nintendo, like on yeah, Nintendo you to, Wii, you could you, buy all the old games and you needed to rebuy them. Yeah, you had to buy them from their like game store. Their, yeah. yeah, like so that's usually how they've done it recently. But it's cool that your license basically for the game is still good. I think what you said initially, which is what I pointed out here, is that the 
the concept of adding, adding backward compatibility in the middle of the console's life cycle, as in like, we're just going to add this feature at no extra cost to you, the consumer, and yeah. you don't need to buy anything new. It's just going to work with an update is freaking really cool. I know. They were saying, like, because Windows 10 is coming out pretty soon for Xbox One also, and, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of new features. It's basically they, like, put out super awesome hardware, and then, like, they're just doing a bunch of software updates, which is, like, what consoles have done before because the end of the end of the lifetime console games have always been super amazing compared to when they were released because people figured out how to write for those consoles. But, like, this is, like, the whole other level because they're, like, unlocking new features of the console rather than just having game developers be better at making games for them. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 They're taking what the hardware is and applying new features to the hardware for the UX or for the kind of inner mechanisms. It's not just being better graphics on the net, the last game because they know how to make the, the pixels look better because they could use this RAM capability over here <laughs> and allocate over there. I thought you were just saying buzzwords. Who was? So no, what did the? Did you, did we got to do the what the some of our uh, techie techie jokes. Hold do on, wait, wait, wait. Jokes. No, that's true. They learn how to allocate memory better in the later in the life cycle to make the graphics render better and look better and to do shading better and and have. That's true, uh, but you're talking about pixels too. Oh yeah, I don't know. Anti-aliasing, I think, is what I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's cool, but what's the? I, I'm fuck you, fuck you, fresher, fuck you, fresher. <laughs> <laughs> the joke delivery. What's the joke? Which joke? The uh, our techie jokes. Oh, um, what? What did? You, why did the hard drive have uh, mommy issues? Yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> it was always attached to the motherboard. Oh, nice. Womp, damn. Womp. Damn. Why did the? Why did the? Uh, why did the? Why did the hard drive have to go to uh, the dentist? Uh, I don't know. It was having trouble with its bite. Oh, zing! <laughs> but uh, I think, unrelated to computer humor, I saved the biggest story, in my opinion, for the last one. I am shocked that I just learned that the Happy Birthday song copyright has been invalidated just this week. And like it's been like the happy birthday song being copyrighted has been like a huge thing for like super long. Like I I thought that they summed it up in this uh this one section of it. The complex the complex saga of the eight note ditty has spanned more than 120 years, withstanding two world wars and several eras of copyright law. The song has seen the rise and fall of vinyl records, cassette tapes, CDs, and now the era of digital streaming music. Like the copyright it's been controversial this whole time and right now warner uh warner music owns it but because it's just been invalidated their their copyright of this thing like they just said like no that copyright like basically like was never valid warner like they get about two million dollars per year on copyright claims of like movies and things using the happy birthday song because they don't want like that's why they always do for he's a good a jolly good fellow and stuff on tv because they don't want to pay for the birthday song. But now they're going to have to at least back pay all of the money that they got from that until 1988. And they might have to back pay all of the money that they got for the happy birthday song like back to 1935. That's like crazy. They just totally like invalidated the copyright claims 
for the happy birthday song that's been like a huge controversy forever. So I think it's that's pretty big news. Which, what I didn't realize is that the story begins in 1893 when a Kentucky school teacher and her older sister, Patty Smith, not the Patty Smith probably everyone here is aware of, uh, Patty Smith Hill and Mildred J. Hill wrote a song for Patty's kindergarten students titled Good Morning to All. The original yeah. lyrics Patty wrote were Good morning to you. Good morning. You gotta sing it in the, sing it in the thing. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, dear children. Good morning to all. That's so weird. Why do they use all there? That's really weird. Anyway, <laughs> Patty later. <laughs> Good morning to all. <laughs> <laughs> Patty later said that she had worked with her sister to compose a simple melody to match the words that could be easily sung by young children. The yeah, sisters that's why, yeah. The sisters published a song in a book called song stories for the kindergarten and in t inside the copyright to the publisher Clayton F. Summy uh, Co. in exchange for a cut of the sales. And that was the beginning of the tangled web of copyright law. Various attorneys have argued may or may not apply to one of the world's most famous songs. There and that's go. also why the tune was separate from the words and all of the stuff that Warner Brothers has been claiming is that the words were copyrighted separately and people using, because the one for good morning to all that one is uh, that one's like public, public domain. But right. with the words for "Happy Birthday" is the one that's copyrighted since 1935, is what Warner Brothers is claiming. And they bought the patent from the sisters who owned it until I think 1988. Was the reason why they have to pay back to at least 1988 when they bought the rights. But they might, since they bought the rights, they might have to pay it all the way back to 1935 when the sisters were first copywriting the words. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. I know. I'd see, I didn't know the complexity of the Happy Birthday song. I did, uh, like, there was that really, that was the um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force where uh, Shake tried to make his own Happy Birthday song so he could copyright it and get people to use it, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> I feel like, wasn't there an episode of Ren and Stempy where they also did that? Probably. I feel like it's a common... I mean, that's like the, the holy grail of copyrights is like probably the most sung and popular song of history. And then you own the copyright to it. So every time someone uses it, they actually said that the Girl Scouts stopped using it because uh, they were worried about um, copyright infringement. And like a bunch of like major organizations, like at restaurants, when they uh, like have birthday things, like major chain restaurants will can't do the happy birthday song because they're afraid of legal repercussions. Mm. So that's why they always have some other like ditty thing. But now you're going to hear the happy birthday song a lot more often because the copyright has been invalidated. Oh, also, I actually learned this from the Colbert Report, or not Colbert Report, but Stephen Colbert on The Late Show. And they released, they had a famous singer, which I don't actually know who it is, but they have a YouTube video of her singing the happy birthday song and then they inserted like various names into like the name part, like for like a thousand names. And so you can go and get a YouTube video of uh, from the Late Show of like the Happy Birthday song because they can. Oh. Do that. And then they sang it officially on the show. <laughs> so I was wrong. It wasn't a Happy Birthday song that Ren and Stempy sang. The song that they had was Happy Happy Joy Joy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, boys and girls, this is your old pal Stinky Weasel Teats. 
I had no idea Stinky Weasel Teats. Is that his real name? Who? Who's Stinky Weasel Teats? That's something different. This is a song about a whale. No, Whoa, what's that? Are you playing music right now? Oh, no, that's just coming on my side. Ugh. I had to shut that off. I was getting some really bad music. I can't even read the happy, happy, joy, joy lyrics now. <laughs> I mean, I do know the happy, happy, joy, joy song, but. Oh, yeah, you do. It's Hell long. yeah, I do. It's I was long. a major Ren and Stimpy fan. Me too. I believe they're called Stempers. I did not know that. I guess I'm not as big of a fan as you are. <laughs> I didn't have a label for myself I, as a I Ren and Stimpy fan. I just, I just made that up. Well, it is. It's official now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's published. Well, actually, there's Renners and Stempers. Stempers? Yeah, yeah. I was a Stemper then, definitely. I mean, look at look at this pudgy guy right here. Of course I was a Stemper. Oh, boy. I wish I could do it. I'm going to see if I could work on my uh, Stimpy. I don't even remember what he sounds like. He had like, a really high-pitched nasally voice, and Ren was like, You idiot. Like, kind of that, was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I think We're not... For not having watched the show in probably two decades, know, right? That wasn't so I think bad. I saw some clips like not that long ago, and I don't know if it stood up. Like it's just so gross. I mean, it was gross before, but like it's still gross. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's gross? What your mom? Oh, oh damn! She's, she's even watching. She's probably pro- she is probably watching. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not gross. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say, I was going to flip it on the edge. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not the soon to be named network. Not the soon to be named network. No, I was going to flip it. It's not gross. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it's, it's snot gross. Yeah. Right. uh, Cause snot is pretty gross. Well, let me tell you. Level of gross is snot gross. It's not gross. It's not gross. It's it's not gross. gross. By the way, did you happen to listen to that guy from the Micro Machines last week or no? No, I didn't. I do oh. like the Micro Machines guy. I was really a fan of Micro Machines. So Leonard's in our email told us who that guy was. And I'm, I'm because as you know, Leonard F. Chikarsen, fan of the show, also host of the uh, Long Box Heroes podcast. Actually, you said his name in his notes back to us because he sent us notes, as I said. And I'm going to get that note and, uh, and maybe we, I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to summon him in my uh, in my. Maybe we should tweet him too. Maybe we should have a segment like tweeting people and seeing if they reply during the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, actually. Why not? Why not? Seriously. Um. Well, I I, I know he is uh, he is it's, he's a East East Coast guy, so I doubt he'll uh, he'll answer. But he said that he was also a big fan of the Micro Machines guy, and that his name was. John Moshita. That can't be his name. Moshita? M-O-S... No, M-O-S-C-H-I-T-T-A. John Moshita. That's weird. And I'm Google searching the man's name, and that is, in fact, that man's name. And uh, is he still... (laughs) I like the update. And he is Asian. And I'm Googling it, and in fact, that is true. He's eight. Guess how old he is. Do you care to guess how old John Moshita is? Uh, 84. 61. Oh, I thought I heard you say eight. So, Did you know he's also known as Motormouth Moshita? Ooh, Motormouth Moshita. I want to see him uh, do like auctions. He did definitely auctions as like um, one of the Micro Machines things. 
It says here he appeared in one over 100 commercials as the Micro Machines Man, as well what? as what? Yeah, as well as 181 ad, uh, 1980 100 a 1981 ad for FedEx. I wonder if there is. I want to find a YouTube playlist of all the Micro Machine commercials. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy. That would be super crazy. I the my favorite Micro Machine thing that I had was I had the aircraft carrier, and it was like. You know, it was like about this big, and then like you could put all the, like the micro machine planes and stuff on it. I was pretty pumped about it. So it says had, like, here. Thing it, it says here that he was at one point credited to be the world record holder from the Guinness Book of World Record to being the fastest talker, being able to articulate 586 words per minute. That's a lot. His record was broken in 1990 by Steve Woodmore, who spoke 637 words per minute. And subsequently by Sean Shannon, who spoke, adding in some uh, hyperbole here, a whopping 655 <laughs> words per minute in 1995. And little known fact is John Machida had five sisters, which he attributes to uh, why he talks so fast, because he just had to get in a word endwise. And it was hard to do so with two sisters. I was, five, he had six sisters. Five sisters, I meant to say. Five sisters. I yeah. thought it was eight sisters. No, we had five sisters. Oh, uh, it was four? I was... Yeah, he had so many sisters <laughs> that he had to speak 586 words per minute. It's a lot, of, a lot of words per minute right there. So uh, anyway, uh, John Machida, thank you for making me interested in Micro Machines because you did make those commercials way more interesting, and I really did want to collect them all. I did want to collect them all, just like Pokemon. My, micro Machines were pretty darn cool, weren't they? They were really cool. I really liked them a lot. Yeah. I and had it was cool since like they, so many came in a pack. You know, You get like five or six. I know. Oh, dude, I used to get the Star Trek ones. Did you ever see the Star Trek? I had a little Borg one. What? That's the, awesome. Yeah. Now, wait, what was it, though? Was it the person? No, it was the Borg, you know, the cube, the ship? Oh, the ship. Oh, yeah. I had the Star Wars ones. I was into the Star Wars ones. I didn't even know they made Star Wars micro Yeah, machines. I had a lot of the Star Wars ones, because, like, the X-Wing and the Y-Wing. I remember the Y-Wing. I got those for Christmas. The, 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 that's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if those are available on eBay right now. The, the B-Wing one was my favorite. I like the B-Wings. How much do you think an unopened uh, Star Wars Micro Machine would cost? Um, I would say $20. I think they were like $8 originally. Okay, so um, vintage 1996 Star Wars. Oh, these are figures, though. Micro Machines figures? Yeah, figures. Oh, these were sold individually or in the pack? Oh, no. I mean, Micro Machines should not be figures. I mean, they should be like vehicles. I mean, robots are okay, I guess, but... They have little characters, too, actually. Did you know I that? I never like, saw characters. That's dumb. Dis- oh, here it is. Disapprove. I can't find the one that had the Y-Wing. Oh, but, I said, it's uh, right here. I just found it. It's $9 on eBay. But this one is actually an active bid here for the Star Destroyer, and it's, it has two bids. It's, it's unopened, and it's for the Star Destroyer, and it's at 41 bucks. That's pretty cool. Whoa, it's pretty big. It's actually not... Wait, this is you... the Force Awakens Micro Machine. They have new ones? I didn't think they still made Micro Machines. This one is pretty badass. The Star Destroyer opens up, and there's like other little TIE Fighters inside it, plus a little mini Darth Vader. What? Yeah, that's pretty sweet. I'm gonna send you that link. You gotta check that out. Let me say it. Yeah, I'm looking for it, but I don't know if. I think we've. Well, I think we're meandering a little bit here, but it's pretty. 
Pretty this cool. Is, uh, the Ender Zone. Yeah. Anyway, soon to be named network featuring some of our our partner podcasts. We have the uh, Long Box Heroes, hosted by Todd and Leonard. They talk about pod. Uh, they talk about pods. They talk about comic books each week. It's a very good show. They also have the After Dark version of that show, um, which is a little more blue and not about comic books. There's also long. Um, oh my God, Prodigal Sons podcast, which is uh, featuring uh, uh, Brian, Jared, Ian, and that other guy, and uh, they talk about stuff. Um, you know, I I'm, they just had their two year anniversary show, and it came out like a while back. I'm wondering if that show's canceled. I'm not sure. Maybe not. I hope not, because I did agree to do a trivia show with them sometime in December, January area. So um, there's also a pod. I want to be, be on that show too. We'll we'll get you on that show. Don't you worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Podvocacy with uh, Jason, David, and last but not least, Puzzle Warriors Three. Uh, that's Puzzle Warriors the number three dot com, and they talk about the all important Marvel Puzzle Quest uh, mobile slash PC game. Where all you do is pop bubbles. Smash three, man. Match three. A billion of them. And uh, I know I say bubbles. I say bubbles ironically because I know they're power gems, but whatever. They're bubbles. <laughs> it ruined it that you explained it. <laughs> uh, it did it ruin it? Right. Where they might they matched like circles. It's like fruits, something. Yeah. And uh, I think that about does it. We really appreciate you uh, hanging in this far. And uh, yeah, check out our website, thefreshandparlance.com, and tweet us at freshandpar. On and the on the Twitter. Yep. So that's about it. This is Parlance saying sayonara, muchachos. And this is Fresher saying later, taters. Woo. Yay.